I am muted. There we go. What's up, brother? Hi, this is Tony Rosario from the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio, and this is our disclaimer. The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only. Hector and myself and our guest are now responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Hector, myself, and our guest as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements are based solely on assumptions, opinions, and actual results may vary from any such statements. No reliance should be placed on any statements said on date of this radio show. Now stay tuned and enjoy, and thank you for listening. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on unionpowerradio.com. Well, there you have it. It's April 24th here on a Sunday. I have to do the introduction because you have two guys that are the hosts here, and they are on the road driving, and they get, uh, you know, all that distracted driving. And we're going to be talking about distracted driving because uh, the Rob Roll Show, they, they did a, a little episode of OJ. It's, it's so funny, uh, Dave, that every time you do a show, I'm thinking about the same thing of doing my show, and then you beat me to it all the time. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck, man? Every time Actually, you do I'm a show. I'm going to be honest with you. I have your phone bugged right now, and I'm just taking notes is as it? you talk. Uh, either that, it's <laughs> something going on, because every time I fucking, I swear to God, I think about OJSing, uh, OJS uh, episode on this, on the What the Heck show, because there's been a lot of OJS going on, a lot of bullshit going on. It's It's been so hard. It's been so bad that... We had to take shifts in following a supervisor doing the OJS, and that shit is crazy. But we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the IBT, Sean O'Brien and the IBT. I mean, he's in office, and he's doing a tour around all the locals that I've, I've seen on Facebook. Uh, I don't know if Hoffa ever even did that when he first got on as a uh, president of the IBT, but Sean O'Brien is going around, going to all the locals, and I don't know if he's going to the locals that didn't even vote for him. And, you know, it is what it is. But Sean O'Brien is showing up and all the locals. 
and they are walking. They wake. They welcome him into those locals, and everybody's appreciating that. Uh, Tony Rosario, what's up, man? Well, let me just say, well, don't, don't forget about We're going to talk about welcome that too. Hey, you shut your mouth, Jamie. You don't talk when I'm talking. Welcome, Teamsters of Local 804, and Teamsters listening across the country. As a, as Hector said, today's April 14th, and we are April 27th. April 14th. Today's April 24th. April 24th. Maybe you, you maybe you in a time, you're in a backup timeline with that <laughs> fucking car. Back, back to the past. Yeah, with, back in the future, uh, or something like that. And, and, uh, um, so yeah, April 24th, and uh. We have a hell of a show here for you today. I'm sorry I'm a little mobile right now. I'll be home hopefully within the next half hour. But we were just at a huge rally at the Amazon facility in Staten Island, JFK8. Uh, they were We were right across the street, and I believe they call it D, uh, DJ, what is it? DJL5, right? DJL5. Who's that with you? Who's that with you? Is that your oh, bitch? Oh, we got a couple guys. Turn the camera around. Who we, who's that with you? Dave Carew. Dave Carew, what up, son? What up? Dave Carew, who was in the Daily News the other day with the greedy pig while we were at City Hall protesting. And then next to me, I got Gonzalo Cousins. Who the hell is that? Cousins. He's, everybody's cousin. He's everybody's cousin, man. Yo, he looks he looks he looks constipated. He looks like he, you're driving like a shithead. <laughs> well, we were at a rally, so a couple of us been holding it for quite some time. It looked, it looked like it looked like he's fucking holding up his uh because you're driving like a shithead. <laughs> My advice to anybody who's at a rally. Try not to drink too much water and try not to eat anything before you go. Well, you're a UPS driver. You can piss in a, in a bottle. <laughs> well, so we were all it was amazing to see the solidarity of all these unions together. You had Local 804. You had 202. Um, I mean, yep. Um, Dan Kane was there with uh, Anthony Rosa from 202. Um, you had local 100. I believe you had locals all coming all the way from Seattle. Why? You had uh, SEIU was there. You had the electricians union. Uh, I, what was the what cause? It, I, e, what was I, the w, cause? W, what were you doing there? I, well, the cause was a huge rally for the, Am, the Amazon workers, the ALU union created by Christian Smalls. That they just won the big uh, election in JFK. Do we even have copyrights? Do we even have copyrights of that logo? Do we have copyrights <laughs> of that logo? We can use that logo. They want that logo everywhere. The I ALU. The, the, the ALU. I'm going to wear it in about two weeks because I, I spoke to some of the organizers from ALU and I asked them if they would come on our show. And they obviously said they would love to come on a union radio show. And uh, hopefully in two weeks, we'll have a couple of uh, the organizers, including Angelica Maldonado, uh, on the show next in two weeks. So we did some great work there, great solidarity, speaking with a lot of the organizers there. And it was just great to see there were so many different organizations there. Uh, Bernie Sanders himself and AOC were there early in the morning shaking hands. When we got there, we got to uh, see uh, Jessica Ramos. Um, the New York City Comptroller was there, right? Yeah, the and, uh, what about the lady from the uh, airline workers union? Yeah, the, oh and, yeah, and, uh, Sarah Nelson, I believe yeah. her name was. Sarah so Nelson. Uh, let me ask you, what, what's the process now? Because members want to know what's going on. They won a, a a vote 
to uh, unionize at that Staten Island. But what is what is the deal? I mean, what's going to be taken? What is the process of the next step for them to get unionized? Because I know the company is going to hold them back and not even meet with them and not even talk about contract with them. Uh, do he needs a backing of the Teamsters? He needs a backing of some kind of union that has power to make that happen? Or what, what's the next step? Well, it's not even about needing. He has it. If you were at this rally today, you would see that these unions are backing and supporting Christian Smalls and all his organizers. It is happening. And unlike a lot of uh, people in unions that have um, right to clause, you know, strike clauses where they can't, he doesn't need that. So if they want to withhold labor, they can withhold labor. And with all the support they're getting from Teamsters and all other unions, they're getting all kinds of donations. I mean, one union, I believe, from Seattle donated over $20,000 to them. I mean, other unions are donating money. Um, 804 is donating money to them. I mean, it, it is a big it is a big deal. It is a big deal. And the next step, obviously, heck, I know what you're talking and what you're getting to is a contract, right? Even Starbucks unions, all the people that I believe Starbucks, I think one of the SEIU may have worked with Starbucks on their, on working on their contracts, but um, they started as a, as, a, as a union, voting for a union in the NLRB. They got union recognition, basically fighting to get ALU into existence, which is now the Amazon Labor Union. And now they will make sure that they get a contract by working with lawyers and the proper people involved. And they want to get this next facility involved also before they do take it to the table. So there's about 8,000 employees in one facility. That's JFK8. In this new facility, there's only about 1,500 employees. They're getting them involved. They got a group of organizers there. And then obviously at that point, they start trying to fight for a contract. And if you haven't heard the news already, Amazon's already using their union busting tactics. They're already filing charges against the NLRB, you know, citing that they were biased in the election. They're bringing up stupid things, you know, um, that they're, they're bringing in from what we heard from some of the Amazon workers today. They were bringing in members of JFK8 on a one in one basis to speak with their lawyers, asking them if they were threatened, if they felt threatened by the ALU, if they were threatened to vote. It was just disgusting. And all you heard from the count is, what's disgusting? What's disgusting? What's disgusting? What's disgusting? What's disgusting? He's gonna, what's disgusting? He's going to take a shit in your car because he looks constipated. <laughs> he no, says, on that note, though, I don't have to drive back too long. All right, brother. Take care, man. Later, Thank you guys Dave. Thank you showing up. Yep, take care, guys. Later, guys. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, but, but why is it Chris, uh, uh, what's his name? Chris Smalls. Uh, he's saying that uh, that he's staying independent. He put it on Twitter, all over Twitter, that he's staying independent. What what do he mean by that? Well, they're an independent union. Um, they they created the ALU. They're independent, but it doesn't mean that they're not willing to talk with other unions and get help. They're accepting help from other unions. That's fine. But they are the ALU. They they fought for it. They fought for that name. They it's well deserved. They were the first people to get a contract. I mean, they were the first people to to be able to actually get a union authorized vote with the uh, NLRB and win it. So it that's just it. you know they it's, have it's, just cre- 
it's just so sad that the Teamsters didn't make that move uh, because that's – I mean, if if they get into Teamsters, which they won't now because now that Chris Smalls is, uh, is, is the president, I believe, of the ALU – uh, I, you know, that, that union just came out of the blue. So, I mean, he's, he's in there. I hope he has lawyers and, you know, the right people leading him the right way to create that union, that A-L-U and, and do something with it. And, uh, you know, I just wish that the Teamsters would have took that, that, that stand on, on the Amazon. And I mean, if Chris Smalls uh, gets a lot of things done, I mean, it's gonna that union is gonna grow so fast with a lot of members, and it's gonna be almost, you know, fighting with you know against Teamsters actually. But uh, no, there will be no fighting against Teamsters, Hector. No, no, no. I don't we'll mean like fight. I don't mean I don't mean fighting. I mean it just be one big union, just start off from scratch, you know, and uh, and taking on that company. And I just hope that he has the right people with him to go forward and make it happen. That's what I wish. Well, I believe he does. He's speaking to the right people. And um, he, they're, they're getting a lot done. If you were there, uh, you would have seen the, the energy, the electricity of the people in the crowd. I mean, I've got tons of pictures and videos to show you. I got that. They had a... That's other Teamsters. What about Amazon workers, the Amazonians, I, I, the, 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 the Amazons that actually work in there? Were they out there also supporting, oh, the, yeah. supporting the fact? Oh, yeah. They were deep. Oh, yeah. They were deep. They had a whole, whole lot, a whole section of Amazon workers all, all planning to vote for ALU. They actually had the members of LDJ5 go up there and speak. The, um, the organizers of LDJ5 who are actually, um, one of them was uh, Mandy, another one was Mark, I believe. Um, they had, uh, uh, I can't remember all their names, but they all spoke up at the podium one by one, talking about how they uh, have been treated over the last couple of years. Some of them have been there a little less than a year, some have been there a little more, and talking about the uh, hazardous working conditions, talking about how, you know, this uh, billionaire, you know, a lot of people were saying that he had made over $170 billion. That's what he's worth. His net worth right now is $170 billion. So, you know, they can just say to themselves, well, okay, you got that money. That's yours. That's what your net worth is. That's not even taking into account what Amazon has made in profits, which is well probably over $300 billion in profits. And yet they still want to pay these part-time workers, you know, what they're paying them. Some part-time workers there are making $18 an hour. They make it and, a hell of uh, a lot more than let me, UPS. Let me ask you this, Rosal. You, you, you speak of profit with Amazon. Is that profit coming from the package section or is it coming from other things? Do you do you happen to know anything about well, that? I, I believe it's all together what their uh, money and profits for the company is. I don't know if it's distribution or sales or whatever it is you know i'm i'm just assuming that it's the the the, the amazon corporation that's what it was making in profits yeah but uh like i said that you know amazon pays those part-timers uh way more than the company's part-timers here and that's where the team has to come in and fight for that 
uh, dollar amount for the part-time is here for the, the company because Amazon, you know, that's what they do. They they bring in those people. And, and the thing is with them, they start them off at 19 bucks an hour. And you don't have to wait six months, nine months, or a year for medical. They give you medical straight off the back. And that's how that company is winning, you know, because they're giving those guys what they want. You know, guys, I, I guarantee you, out of those 8,000 members that were in Staten Island, all 8,000 didn't vote for the, the union. I believe it was like 2,000 they needed. Anthony? Don't 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 I, be so blood, Hector, because I'm not being the F Debbie the Downer. I'm just being real. Not, I'm just being real. I mean, I, it's no, real that I'm I can get. You, the difference is the different the difference is though, Hector, that you're not taking into consideration as really you're trying to be. We still give our members, even though they wait for that kind of uh, even though they have to wait the nine months, which I also agree that it should be a shorter time, they're getting way better benefits than what Amazon is offering, first of all. Second of all, our members are also entitled to a pension that they put money into. He's not offering that pension, so they may be making a little more money, and they may be jumping right into getting benefits, but I can tell you right off the back that their benefits ain't shit compared to the ones we're getting, and on top of that, they're not getting a pension. So really, who's getting the short end of the stick? So when he bargains that contract, he's got to bargain at that, at that rate, at that $19 an hour rate. And he's going to oh, have yeah, that's something that should be like a starting salary with a progression that goes up. But these Amazon, uh, the ALU, the, they don't even want that. They want an official, you know, they want to start at like 25, 30 bucks an hour. That's what they're fighting for. I hate to be uh, the one that I'm straight up, but I just I just put what people are thinking. And, and, and what are they thinking is that, you know, if I was a part time guy going in for 15 bucks an hour, uh, and I have to wait nine months for medical, you know, you know, these part-timers, they don't think of the future. They think of what can they get right now, right now. They don't think like we, me and you think and anyone else yep. on this, on this platform, they don't think about the future. They think about what they could get right now. And if they get, get right now, 19 bucks an hour with medical right now, guess what? That's where they're going to go. They're going to go that. So oh, yeah. we have to be in competition with that. And with the UPS contract coming into an end in July 31st of 2023, Sean O'Brien has to put that down in the contract that these part-timers start with a big rate, a big rape, a big rape, a big raise. And uh, <laughs> stop <laughs> yeah. raping the part-timers. Stop raping them. It's my, well, they're well, exactly, it's they are raping them. Go ahead. It should start with with the MRA, what they had them starting, like twenty twenty one dollars, right? That's yeah. where it should start at. Not not even a nineteen. They should go straight to that twenty twenty one dollars. I agree. I, I I agree. They should start what they did in the peak season, like hire some guys for twenty bucks an hour, and then took them off that rate when they put their foot in their mouth when they did that, because that was that was a bad thing for them to do to you know lure people in for twenty bucks an hour, and then. When January 15 comes, you cutting down back to $15 an hour. Who the fuck does that? You know, you not even at a, at a bagel stop or McDonald's. If you start at $8 an hour and then, you know, because it's busy that summer, they don't bring you down to 6 bucks an hour. They continue either either move up or move, you know, stay the same. This company is crazy to do shit like that. So now they should they, they now we should put it up their ass. And now we should say, "You want to do this?" Now the part-timers deserve to do fucking get 20 bucks an hour and bring down the medical to about six months 
into play so then we can be in the same because if not you're going to have a big turnover all the time with the amazonian so absolutely and another thing that we can't allow to happen is what happened in the last contract when we fought for the 15 and then they kept our workers there for god knows how long you know workers that were making nine i mean workers that were making 10 11 an hour who were able to jump up to 15 or whatever it was and then they left them there for years of the contract like it has to be made so that you get the 20 dollars starting salary with a progressionary period within the contract where now every year you're getting a raise on top of that not 20 bucks and then you're stuck on 20 dollars an hour because they jumped you five bucks and now you're stuck at that rate for the rest of the contract well that's definitely that's what, bullshit that's what definitely the company's going to try to do they're going to try to fucking say all right we'll give them 20 bucks and that's where they're going to stay at fuck out of here they, it should be a progression uh period for the part-timers and uh they do a, they do a, they do a fucking hell of a work they i mean they really work their asses off you know, it's always saying that the drivers, drivers, drivers work a lot. I mean, those part-timers, I've been there now because I'm a BA and I got to go there at 3 o'clock in the morning and watch these guys load four trucks at one time. And, it, and it's crazy. And they deserve that 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 money. Well, I'm going to be a Debbie Downer, now? man. I, I don't in mean to be cool. a Debbie Downer. You are, go, ahead, go ahead, Debbie Downer. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, even though with the raise or if even if they don't. A lot of the part-timers, even the drivers, but we're speaking about the part-timers, they have to stay at work and do their three, get their three and a half. A lot of them are leaving in an hour or two hours. We, we got to stop that, man, because I see it a lot in my building. You try to tell them, try to explain to them what they're doing, or, you know, stay, make sure they work. They're leaving, and then that, that, that forces the supervisors to work. And then here we are, the drivers, we're, we're attacking, you know, we're going after the supervisors. But these part-timers are not staying. They, they got to stay at work, man. That's just, you know, that's just something I noticed. That's coming from the it's Debbie dangerous. the Downer. So someone on the on the chat just wrote that the medical benefits needs to be reduced to three months. We are in, in, we're in competition with uh, Amazon. Uh, we need bust your, when you bust your body for nine months to get the benefits, fuck that, three months minimum. And I agree. I agree that the, the the three months should be in the works for a new contract and also the pay raise for the part-timers. What's up, Phil? We have Phil. Uh, we have David Allen. David Allen. Here we go. What's up, bud? Uh, David Allen, you there? Yes, sir. How's the uh, relationship with the part-timers in your facility in Roswell? Do your part-timers do kind of the same where some of them are trying to get out of there? Some of them don't want to come to work. And are there are your part-timers also making about $15 an hour? Yeah, it's a lot of the same culture. I feel like it's like that everywhere. It's just a turnover rate. It's usually higher and part-time. It's harder to organize. It's just people are generally out for themselves. Um, you know, some of them will stick to their guns, you know, uh, especially some of the senior ones. And I think it's more or less, it's just a culture thing. You know, if you get some people that, are really sticking to it and saying, Hey, I want my three and a half and they fight for the rights. Maybe some other people will look at them and kind of follow suit, but it's just, you know, it, I think this is a problem that's kind of nationwide. Yeah. So, yeah, so like I said, I hope I wish all the luck to Chris Smalls and the ALU 
and it's and it's succeeding and getting a contract for those Amazon uh, members and getting the word across across the country. I just heard that they're going to open up a big, big. I mean, it's probably half the island because the island is not that big. In Puerto Rico, they're going to open up an Amazon facility. To, they're going to be employing a lot of people in, in Puerto Rico, which they need, but that facility is probably going to be one of the biggest facilities in, you know, in in in, in Puerto Rico. I mean, Puerto Rico is not a big island, and, and they're going to make a – it's about to open in Puerto Rico. So they, they're all over the place. This guy is, is, is buying facilities left and right, buildings, land, and he's he's he wants to take over the whole industry. And and because of Chris uh, Smalls doing what he has to do, I mean, hopefully it, it goes across the country. And Teamsters, we need to wake up. We need to start promoting. We need to start organizing and getting some of those uh, facilities out in the West, Central, East, because they're out there. They're all out there. Some state has more than 14. How many buildings, because you did the calculation, uh, Anthony, how many buildings in New York alone do he have? Oh my God! Every time I turn around, it's more. I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you what it is right now. It's just growing every day. They're fighting right now. We were at a, uh, we were at a, a town hall where we got to listen to a community in Freeport, Long Island, who are completely pissed off because the the people that own some of the land in Long Island want to take this last piece of green space away from about seven thousand children all right 17 acres of green space land that kids have a, a baseball field on you know uh it's a it's a park there's a there's it's just a like just the last piece of green space on freeport and they were at a, a town hall meeting where they were trying to rezone the area for industrial purposes okay if they were to do that it would allow amazon to take that last 17 acres of land and build a massive facility on top of it. And the people of the town of Freeport came out and, and mind you, they try to sneak this meeting in, try to do it the day right after uh, Easter Sunday, which is, you know, um, uh, Monday. And they, and, which is also a holiday. And they were trying to get, thinking they would pull this off and nobody would show up. But these people from the town came in. There's about, I, I forget how many families would be affected by this, but everyone who got up to speak on that microphone against what was happening was speaking about this piece of green space and how they did not want it to get taken. How they grew up in the 70s playing there with their high school and football and sports teams and baseball teams and how their children now are playing there. They had people of all age groups, Hector, people our age, people younger, people older, all speaking out and every time this board try to speak and try to pivot and try to change the conversation right to go somewhere else the, the people just kept coming out and saying do not take this last piece of green space away from us this is our children's this is here for our children's children and it's not fair it's unjust and they would say something, well, we can't really talk about it like right now because it's still in litigation. How many well, we can't million, really talk about that right now because it's how still many, in litigation. How many millions of dollars that they are going to give the town of Freeport for that land? Yeah, um, they're probably going to give them a nice chunk. I have no idea how much. 
Um, but they're gonna right now. They're just trying to get the lawyers of the of what they call the Freeport Village to rezone the area, which has been zoned as uh, you know green space for the community for over seventy years. And they're saying that it was. Um, they're trying to say that it was zoned improperly seventy years ago, and that they just want to change it back to change it to what it's supposed to be for industrial purposes. And when they say industrial purposes, all they mean is so that Amazon could come and build a building on it. That's correct. That's it's pretty they, sickening, dude. This is, you know, money talks, man. Money talks because if Freeport, if the Freeport uh, Commission, you know, he is trying to get the feedback from the residents, you know, he's going to get the wrong feedback. But I think at the end of the day, it becomes a money, a money thing. And and if Freeport, if the town of Freeport needs the money to get, you know, to hire more policing, more firemen and, and uh, you know, make uh, more medical uh, facilities, that's what they're going to do. They're going to do something that's going to help the, the Freeport. The Freeport is a, a town that is a is a flood zone, actually. They they get flooded a lot there, so I don't know where exactly where they're gonna do that. Well, this is it. This is the one piece of green space that really doesn't get flooded. See, they do already have an industrial area with plenty of of, of open space for Amazon to build a facility, but I believe because they know it's too low to the ground, they don't want to build on it because, like you mentioned, a lot of this is is flood zoning. Um, but I tell you, man, these people are putting up a fight. They're not going to make it easy. But as you said, the mayor of the town, I believe his name is Mayor Kennedy. He was all for it. And like you said, he's trying to make money for the town. He thinks that he's doing the right thing by bringing on Amazon. But what he doesn't realize and what he needs to listen to is the people that they've done this to before, Hector. Because this is what Amazon does. They come in, they tell you they're going to do all of this and bring up the jobs and, and bring money to your town and blah, 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 but they don't do shit. They come in, they drive down industry standards, standards that have been upheld by Teamsters and other unions for years. You know, they're only paying their drivers like 19, 16, 18, 20 bucks an hour when people that are driving trucks and doing deliveries, whether it be the post office, UPS, uh, DHL, everybody uh, else is at least 30 a batter, even FedEx. I mean, it's ridiculous. And this so is what they do. They're driving they driving part time? No, no, no. What, what was that, Jamie? They're, con they're considering their drivers to be part time drivers? Who? 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 No, they're driving Amazon. Amazon is all they're contract. It's, it's all contracted drivers. Outside contractors. Exactly. It's that you, you buy you buy the route if you're the buyer. You buy the truck. You uh you hire the driver. You pay him cash. He's off the books. So you know a lot of guys that are, are uh, escaping child support or anything like that. They'll go work in Amazon because that's all cash. It's all cash. They don't have to report it. Uh, so that's how Amazon, you buy the, the, the location, the area. And if you have enough money to buy five trucks, you get five drivers. I mean, you're making a hell of a fucking profit, uh, with those bikes. I believe they make, uh, they make a good, 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 good money on, on, uh, delivering those, um, uh, those packages. So there's no, so the drive, the owner of the trucks could give you whatever he decides to give you. Like if he wants to give you a salary of $500 a week 
and you're doing crazy 200 packages a day, that's what you're going to be getting. Uh, it depends, you know. There's no medical. There's no benefits. There's, I mean, there's no pension. You know, it's just you're getting cash at the end of the at the end of the day, and that's what I said. Nowadays, you know, they people don't care about you know having a union job and and having a pension and having benefits and and living living you know the life of a UPS driver. But uh, this is what it is, and hopefully we could change that around. That when they become union, that they get rid of all. The, I I just want to know when they do become union, do the drivers become union even though they're an outside contractor? That's another good question. I mean, I feel that Amazon likes to pull this mod, um, um, this model where they have different DSPs, and I've heard it described as uh, when you go into a certain facility they'll have like four or five DSPs where it's like when you walk into like Coney Island and you're at a carnival and they have different booths <laughs> and they have like the guy who's shooting the water balloons and then the one that you're throwing the balls. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've heard it described. So you go into this, this facility and there's like three or four DSPs. This DSP may have 30 drivers. This other DSP may have 40 drivers. This other DSP may be big, have a hundred drivers. And every DSP is different. Some DSPs, you'll hear from drivers saying, oh, the boss is great. They take care what, of me, what blah, do you blah, mean, blah, blah. What do you mean by DSP? Delivery service provider. Okay. That's the, that's the, that's the way they turn. They, they, so they're all different names. So you got like um, Global Logistics or, uh, or uh, Wise Logistics or, uh, you know, they're all different names, but they're all DSPs. And that's why they call them outside contractors. So it's like a business within a business. But. My thing is like what you're mentioning, trying to unionize them, I think would be something where I think, you know, the NLRB and all these uh, strong labor unions and all these strong labor lawyers to start looking into a way to trying to prove the fact that Amazon truly is the owner of these DSPs, even though they want to pretend that this is an outside contractor and this DSP is its own business with its own drivers. That's bullshit. That's bullshit because Amazon is the one that gives them the trucks and gives them what they need. So it's like kind of like buying, you know how they buy, like you want to buy a subway, you buy into the franchise, you spend, you know, subways tells you, give me uh, $80,000 and you can start your own subway, right? It's kind of the same thing that yeah, Amazon is doing. It is, it is the same thing because you, you, right. you buy in the franchise, but you have to buy their products. So it's the same, right. it's the same thing with these drivers. They selling the trucks they selling the route and they telling you this is what we're going to pay you uh, if it makes sense well, per uh, stop. And that's how they make their money. And, you know, they're not getting the trucks for free. Amazon's not giving them for free and saying, here's a truck. Just, you know, take care of the business. They actually buying those trucks and they buying routes with those trucks. So I just want to know when it becomes a union shop, because right now they focusing on the inside union, be, being union. What happens to the outside contractors that uh, have the routes? Uh, do that become union also? I, I don't get it. If you're working, if, if they become union and there's a union shop, you know, outside contractors can't come. It's like, it's like the company. You know, you have the feeder drivers. No contractors could come into the lot, into uh, the UPS lot, because they're outside contractors. But they do have them. They do have them here in, in, in the company, and 
how what's going to happen with that? So I guess they're really focusing on the inside first and see what's going to happen on the outside, I guess, huh? So from my understanding, the DSP doesn't have to buy the trucks. From my understanding, it's the DSP that gives Amazon a certain amount of money, right? And I guess in that package, they get a certain amount of vehicles. And the only thing they're responsible for in those vehicles is, I think, the tires and the mileage. And then uh, on the mileage on the tires. And then they have to, you know, other than that, anything that has to do with maintenance is the responsibility of the DSP. And a lot of these DSP owners are starting to get pissed off because Amazon, even though they bought into the franchise, is having them run at like cost where they're barely making any profits. There's an Amazon truck right now. Hey, Amazon worker. So <laughs> they're, they're, the DSP owners, in a sense, depending on how many drivers he got, he might be losing money sometimes because his trucks are going bad and Amazon's not helping him fix them. And, you know, he's got to pay his workers this much. And, you know, some workers are given a certain type of a benefit. That's another thing. They create whatever own benefits they want. Some of them don't even have benefits. Like, you just don't know what to expect. They can do whatever it is they want because they don't have a union. So hopefully this thing will start a trend kind of like Starbucks where Amazons will start unionizing everywhere. And then eventually, because now the Amazon warehouses is union, like you mentioned, Hector, if a truck is going into an Amazon facility, oh, well, you know, you got to be that's, union. That's, I don't like that's the fact exactly that we got our trailers going to Amazon to pick up work. Mm -hmm. Exactly what's happening with uh, what Patrick just said. Uh, he says, so we have to have union guys loading a non-union delivery truck, which is, I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. Because what I mean, if they unionize the inside and then <laughs> the outside contractor come in to load, are they going to be loading up their own trucks and or letting the union guys inside load up the the trucks if that happens? I mean, it's got to it's got to all come together. I mean, if you're going to unionize the inside, they got to unionize the drivers. I mean, it's it's got to all who's going after the drivers and and because you know, I mean. Some owners don't, it's not enough because some owners have three drivers. Some owners has four drivers, not enough drivers and, you know, different owners. If everyone gets together, I mean, could, could, could you organize the freaking whole driving thing? That's, that's something that teams just got to look into, you know, because, you know, we're, we're warehousing drivers. So we should be looking into how we organize the, the drivers with this, with the contract. I, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be some some crazy shit. And it's very hard because as a union, you know, we have uh, jurisdictions and there's jurisdictional issues. And with Amazon, they like to have drivers come in from areas that are like just ridiculous. You know, you could have a driver that's that's coming from Jersey delivering parts of Brooklyn or Queens. Correct. You know, it's it's just insane. It's like you just don't know where they're coming from. And it's very difficult to try to organize, uh, especially because they, they, they created a model where people can't really speak to one another. You're a driver who you come in and you grab all your stuff in what's called their staging area where the words inside drop all your stuff off. And you as a driver have to get this U-bolt, uh, you know, one of those U-carts, fill it up, take it to your truck, 
fill up your truck by yourself, and then the next truck comes in and goes through the staging area also after you're done. So they have like a line of trucks waiting outside their facilities. Come, it's it's crazy. It's like I've never seen anything like that. So I mean, so they all don't start at the same time. Well, they have different scattered start times. Uh. So you have some coming in at one shift. Well, they're all coming in at like you know ten o'clock. Then you'll have a shift where guys are coming in at one o'clock. It's just like, and then they, and then there's a third shift. It's like sometimes one, two, or three shifts. All right, so enough of fucking Amazon because now I'm fucking. I got a headache from Amazon now. So uh, yeah, enough of fucking hey, Amazon. <laughs> yeah. So IBT, we uh, we have Sean O'Brien, the new president of the IBT. We have Fred Zuckerman as the secretary of treasurer, and they be they been touring around all locals, around every local. Uh, I saw them in 120. Uh, they've been to a lot of locals, and, and I appreciate that, that because, you know, Hoffa, I don't know when he took office. I don't even think he even went around the locals. Uh, we also had uh, uh, Vinny Perone going to uh, local 623 for a general membership meeting. Uh, I... <laughs> I'm speechless with that, but it's okay. I mean, I'm going to, you know, I'm not Debbie the Downer, but I'm also the real guy that tells you how it is. Uh, but, uh, you know, I guess Rich Richie Hooker, if you're listening, uh, if you want to call up, I want to know what's the change of heart. Uh, because during the campaign, you wasn't with Teamsters United, and you was with uh, uh, Steve Viagra. And I would just want to know what the fuck happened. I mean, you went, yeah, I don't know, you was against the fence, the fence <laughs> but whatever, it is what it is. What's up, Dean? Dean Dorse is here from L. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say your name should be Hector the Rector. So I don't know why you call me Hector the Rector. <laughs> I, because I keep it real. Come on. Well, well, well. Can I say something, Dean? I'm not. I don't know about all of that, but I want to say I was there at local six two three today with with Vinny. I just, I, he didn't know I was coming. I was, I just showed up because I was in, I was in the area and, um, it was a good turnout. They had, a, I mean, they, they had a good general membership meeting. Um, you know, there was some questions. There was a lot of questions like, like what we do mainly, you know, as we're standing around, they ask, people ask a lot of questions. So they have issues just like we do. And I think them, them, them ladies and gents, ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're ready to fight. So it's going to be, you know, they, 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 they standing by, behind Perone, so... Well, you know, a- Rich, Richie Hooker's a good leader. Richie Hooker's a good leader. I always liked it, Rich. Uh, I just didn't, uh, didn't understand the uh, against-the-fence thing when it was election time. Um, he was saying a lot of things with uh, Steve... Uh, what, I forgot his name. Steve Silver, I think his name is. From oh, here. Chris, Chris Silvera. Yeah, Chris Silvera. So I, I just, you know, now that, you know, Vinny is that type of guy, though. I, you know, you don't you don't have to vote for him. You don't have to like him. He's still going to show up at a if you ask him, he's going to show up wherever you ask him to show up. Uh, but him and uh, Richie uh, and Hooker, good, they're good friends, uh, uh, Hooker and Vinny Perone and Vinny Perone. You know, when he first took office, you know, he came to our uh, local to learn some things that Vin- Vinny was doing. And it's pretty much what I see on Facebook. Everything that we're doing, he's doing. You know, we posting how many grievances we're getting paid. He's doing the same thing. Uh, but that's that's the way it is. That's the way it should be all across the country. 
that everyone looks out for each other in every local to show the company that we all in this together as one union, one go. In his in his language, in six two three is one union, one family. In local eight hundred four is one union, one go. But it should be that across the whole United States and all the Teamsters across the United States that we all should get along and fight this one fight. We only have one enemy, not us. We have this company as an enemy. And any company, when you're fighting against the Teamsters, we, that's only the one enemy that we should have. We should never fight against each other. We should never, you know, people got different opinions. People, you know, I have my opinion. The, uh, Dane guy's opinion, Phil, Dave, uh, Jamie. Anthony has his own opinions. You know, we all have our own opinions, and we are we have the right to our opinions. But you know, sometimes you know, people will talk. People will talk and say. And I, I want, I want to say along that. I think, I think Sean and Fred have done a lot of that. <clears throat> they've, they've put people into positions, people that were on the slate on the, uh, Verma Herrera slate. There's been people from that slate that have gotten positions in the new um regions and stuff really and so they have not marginalized them because they were on the other side i didn't know that who they who they brought from that slate into uh into uh uh, carla schumann is um on one of the grievance panels uh victor mineros is the he wasn't on the slate but victor works for ron herrera victor mineros is the western region uh, co-director with Mark Davison for the grievances for UPS. Uh, several things like that. Wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. That's good to know. Yeah, that's good to know because you know, if it was the other way around, they would not bring anybody. You know, they were forced to have uh, six teamsters united in their slate for the past five years because they won the regions, and they didn't even treat them right because they were and and the thing is that if members don't know the salary that they were paying these uh six uh uh, teamsters united um um, members that won with the half a slave that had to work with the half a slave is sometimes that happens you know when you have a election and you have someone running for a business agent or a trustee and he gets a thousand and one votes and you know the 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 slate don't gets a thousand votes that guy that got the thousand and one vote gets to go into that slate even though he didn't ran with that slate and it happened here in 804 with tony donato that he ran uh (laughs) for himself in independent and won and winded up in the retman slate i believe I, i don't know the history of that but but that's what that's what happened. And if you guys didn't know, the salaries for those uh, vice president, uh, the vice east, uh, the south, the southern president, um, like um, Palmer and all, them, the six guys was seventy five thousand dollars a year times five, times five, and they were not allowed to do anything because Hafa prohibit any of them from going to any unions to to educate to do nothing so we the members paid seventy five thousand for each person per year for five years to for them to sit at home and collect that check with our hard working union dues money because they had a vendera you know they they hoffa didn't like it so he said fuck it 
they won, but I'm not going to accept the fact that they go to any locals and they will pivot. They would like go to, they wanted to go to certain locals to educate the members and to speak to the members. And Hoffa put out a whole blast to all those local presidents. Do not accept these people. You know, don't accept any of them to your local. And we were paying them for five years, $75,000 a year. I don't mean, it's not a clap for that, but Jesus Christ. But now that uh, Sean O'Brien's here, now everyone is going to different locals and, and meeting with different Teamsters, and hopefully now that uh, Sean O'Brien is going around and getting more people involved, that more people, more members go out and vote, because that's the biggest problem here in Teamsters that we don't vote and people just don't care. And we have to get the the message out there to start voting. I don't know what happened to Tony Rosario, but I, he's probably getting his ass kicked by his wife right now because he's doing all these extra activities and. And, and uh, you know, he just don't have time for the wife, so he's probably he probably hung up. I don't know. But anyway, uh, so with that said, did he hang up? Let me see. He did hang up. So, Jamie. So he hung up? I guess so. I guess I guess he got his ass whipped. Call. <laughs> Somebody call. So I want to congratulate uh, this guy. He has a new baby. Joe Darty has a new baby girl. And this, and this is what he's going to be hearing for the next six months. No sleep. No sleep in the house. So congratulations to Joe Darty on his new baby daughter. A new Teamster family member. Joe, can you tell her to calm down? Can you give her milk, Joe? She's not, she's not, she's not listening to me. Anyway, uh, so the IBT is in full effect now. Now people are going into Washington, D.C. They go Anthony Rosario now. Let's see how bad he's hurt. Oh, can I say something right quick? Heck, I, I just want to let, this is mainly for local 804. Go ahead. To let everybody know that we're going to have a, next month we go back to the, to the arbitrator for our seniority grievances. So anybody that's within local 804, the shop stewards, need to get those grievances in and get them to your BA because next month we go back to the arbitrator for the seniority grievances. Yeah, but so uh, uh, but not new ones now. I mean, those, not, right. those are all from from back uh, in nine, in 2000 and then, uh, what is it? Well, I, I, well it's, I, I believe it's good to have the, the new ones on hand, I believe, so... I That's think, what I was told. I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure how that works, but yeah, I don't think is. Uh, I don't think is. Uh, what you gonna call it? Yeah, I don't think they'll be in effect. The new ones going in. I think it's all with the old ones, with the old case. So, Tony, you got anything else to say before we go into this OJS bullshit? Oh, OJS! No, please go right into well, well, it. Well. Well, yeah. can you? Can I get? I got something else to say. Oh my God! Before you go into that, that's going to be a long discussion. To let all the members know, stop flagging stops if you're doing it. Cut it out. Wait till you're at the stop. Sheet to stop. Do not pre-record any next day is because they're going to be late. If they're going to be late, they're late. Stop pre-recording. With the new boys, you can't pre-record. So whoever has the ho the old boards, stop pre-recording. You're going to get caught. 
You can't beat the system. Stop pre-recording. Stop opening pickups up when you're not at the pickup. Do the pickup at the pickup. If the supervisor or anybody in management is telling you what to do, instructing you to do it, contact your, your shop steward or your BN or your BA. Let them know what happened. Don't take it upon yourself to do it, and then you don't write it down or you don't tell nobody because you're not going to remember it later on, and then you're going to get screwed. So stop doing it. Stop flagging stops. Be at the stop. Sheet it up. Stop pre-recording next day is. If you're not there, if it's going to be late. It's going to be late. So what? Stop doing it now, please. Thank you. <laughs> so with that said, uh, you heard the, 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 the guy that runs the route. You hear him all the time. He's running. This is the runner. <laughs> this is the runner. And then, I hear him. And then, and then when you, when they ask you, you know, uh, some questions like what I do on the OJS, and then all of a sudden the music comes on. It's a whole mystery. It's a whole Twilight Zone mystery when uh, drivers go up to you and says, you know, hey, this OJS. What's going to happen? Why am I getting OJS? Why are they harassing me? Why is this? Now, you do become a harassed uh, member when, it, when they OJS you more than one time. Uh, so the first, I mean, I, I tell everyone, listen, just do what you do, what you do every day, and don't take any shortcuts and just follow the OJS. I mean, and that's it. You know, you can OJS the OJS, sir. By writing down everything that he does, that he touches package, he moves packages, he opens the door for you, he presses the elevator door for you, he uh, he makes you walk through the front of the truck instead of the back of the truck. Uh, you know, is is you can OJS the OJSer, but the thing is that you don't want to do it during your OJS. You don't want to have a conflict uh, conflict with the with the supervisor about what you think he's doing. He's telling you what to do and how to do it. Okay, make sure you tuck in your mirrors, make sure you put in your hazard lights, make sure you park in a place that is safe. Uh, and, you know, the OJS should run well. I mean, a lot of guys get all petrified because the supervisor is jumping in the truck with with you on a three-day OJS and they're trying to get a a number out of you. And, and this is what their super, this is what their bosses is telling them. Like, let's beat them. Let's get them. Let's get this instead of 15 stops an hour. Let's get 19 stops an hour. Do everything impossible, you know. And and like Dave said on his program, um, he said that you know they like to mas massage, uh, manicure the 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 low before, and uh, that's what they do. They send the preload manager or uh, two other preloads, and they start. And your low is gonna look like fucking beautiful for that those three days. You notice all that. You take pictures of, you know, and make sure when you go on the OJS, make sure that you get the driver's manifest, the driver manifest before you go on your OJS, the days before. The days before the OJS, you should get the driver's manifest. If you can't get it, have your shop store <clears throat> get it. And then you can see the difference of your working in a regular day where they're not fucking with you and working on a yeah. three-day. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. That's that's it. I mean, I'm just curious. I know as package car drivers, people get OJS all the time. We got a feeder guy here named Dean Dawes. I want to know 
Do the feeder guys get OJS as much as package car drivers? And I know the answer is no, but maybe, I mean, I know in your particular, on Ontario Hub, you guys have, what, about a 1,000 feeder drivers? So I'm, I'm assuming that the situation there is a little different than over here. We, we don't get necessarily get rides, like all-day rides. We're lucky. What we get, we get the, the safety rides, but they do what they call virtual they they uh, they look at the day and we get a lot of write-ups for our talk with about what they call OPOA on property overload. And anytime you enter the gate and you hit, you know, what we call TA turnaround, that you've entered the property somewhere, customer's property, UPS's property, whatever, there's an allowance for how much time you're allowed to be there. And when you go over that allowance, it adds to your OPOA on property overload. The numbers are so ridiculously not even possible. There are drivers that, you know, uh, make scratch on, because there is there is there is a, a WOR, work on road, um, just like in package. Right. There is incentives. There, there's no incentive, but there is allowances for everything. You get a whole four minutes to fuel your tractor, even though it takes... Uh, like what we have CNG tractors for CNGs take about half an hour to, to fill. We got a whole four minutes of time allowance for that. So yeah, their numbers are ridiculous, but they, they, they're on a terror right now to pull all the drivers in that are over two and a half hours over allowed on their OPO, OPOA on property overload. Yeah. Greg just wrote down that folding a mirror is not a method. It's a safety method though. I don't know. I don't know. He's always seemed to well, like, you know, he tries to I, correct I think that me. might be something that you guys have to he do. He tries where to you're correct at me in a funny, in, in a New funny York. fucking way, but he's get so in here, Greg. Get Greg fuck in here. Get <laughs> Greg in well, here. I'm, I'm just saying, it, I know that I would never have folded in the mirrors where I drove because I was out delivering in cow patties and dirt roads. So I would have never folded the mirrors in on the package car. But being in New York City, I could see needing to do that mm. how about you what, mr david phil, allen phil, what are you shaking your head for phil yeah phil what, I'm, what I'm not sticking my hand out there to risk getting my hand taken off by a tractor trailer driving past new york city that's unsafe I mean, you know you know i've heard that before and it's like i get where you guys are coming from with it but like we're not like retards, you know. You look through your mirror. You make sure that there's no car coming before you put your hand out there. You know it's what I'm $7 saying? It's mirror. not like it's a seven dollar mirror, but if you look safely, make sure no cars are coming. You pull your mirror in nice and safe. What's the big deal? I don't see the big deal. He's from but NASA. I, I get it. I've heard, I've heard that argument Tony, before. He's from NASA. Yeah. When, when are you um putting your papers in for management? Because that sounds like a management con. con uh, no, no, no. It's actually a union concept because every minute. <laughs> that you have to do something extra is a minute that takes you to do your job, right? So if I'm taking the time to look out the side, pull my mirror in, and then you're wondering why it's taking me an extra few minutes to do a delivery, it's because you asked me to pull my mirror in, and I'm doing it safely, Phil. Phil, I, I, I tried to. Management or union? Phil, you tell I, me. I, I followed you one time. You were tucking in your mirror. What the fuck are you talking about? When did you, you follow me? Oh, you don't know when I followed, do you? But I saw. I, I, I never took my mirror in. Who are you following, people? Like the team? <laughs> were you Were you doing the shifts the other day? Because I know our president Vinny Perron was out there, definitely OJS. He was an OJSer. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> they took over for Hector. 
I can, uh, I, uh, I def- yeah, he took over for me because I started the, I got the call. The OJS, right? Yeah, that this uh, supervisor, and it's funny, I'll tell you the whole story how when I uh, approached him and uh, the way he, 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 he was like total shot, like he didn't know who the fuck I was in the first place. So, you know, normally a lot of supervisors know who the hell I am, but this guy did not know who I am. Why was so I uh, I approached him and I said how you doing and he told me his name and then I said why did you have him punch out f- to use the bathroom he says that's what they want us to do I said who 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 told you what? that uh, join the OJS that when a driver needs to go to the bathroom they need to punch out and use their time for lunch to go use the bathroom I want to know where and who told you that. He goes, my supervisor, which is center manager. And I said, wait, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call your DM and I'm going to ask him if that's the policy. And I put the DM on uh, speaker so he can hear. And the DM went absolutely AWOL and said, who told him he could do that? Da, 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 da. Went crazy. <laughs> and um, he put the guy on. And then when the guy finished talking to him, he looked a little bit whiter than, than he was because he was in shock that I even knew the DM, the personal number. And then when I asked him, I said, how many years you got on? He goes, I got a lot of years. I said, what's a lot of years? 20, 25 years? What you got? You're young. How many years? When he said to me he only has three years on the job, two years at the 22-4, two and a half years at the 22-4, and the rest is a supervisor. I said, I said, bro, I said, I said, are you crazy? You know, he didn't even get, he didn't even get a chance to get OJS so he could understand you can't do certain things. And another thing he did was that, um, you know, lunch, we have a lunch thing uh, with the arbitration that, when you finish, guys, listen very closely because I get this question a lot. So if you're listening and you're in the 804 junction, please listen to the arbitrator rule of this lunch time. So you're at your last stop and you're ready to go to lunch. You're ready to go to lunch. And if you're faci- wherever you're going to go to your lunch, if it's not right there at your last stop, you have the right to drive to your stop where you're going to have lunch and punch out right there. And you're going to do your whole hour right there at your lunch spot. OK, you don't have to punch directly after you finish that stop and then drive in, on your time to wherever you're going to have lunch at. Some people, they take lunch in the truck right there and then because of the fact that they carry their own lunch. Some people just, some members just want to go and have lunch at McDonald's. But listen, don't be, don't be crazy now because you're not going to drive 10 miles or 10 blocks to go get lunch when you pass different places that you can eat on all the way. You're taking, a, you'll be taking advantage of that and not only that, they'll get you for stealing time. Okay, right. they'll get you for single time. We have an right. arbitrator rule with that. If you cannot drive out of the uh, out of your zone to go have lunch, because that's taking advantage of it, and believe me, they'll go after you for that. So listen to me carefully. If you go a block or two or three, got it. You go get your lunch. You punch lunch right there and then. You spend your whole hour right there and then, and then you go to your next stop. But you cannot go. 10 blocks away, a mile, two miles away, it's not, that's not the way it works. And if you don't have, if you have questions about 
lunchtime and the arbitrating rule, please call your shop steward. Your shop steward will then, if he don't know it, you'll call your BA and explain to you exactly the lunch rules. And the reason I said this lunch rule, because what happened was with this guy, with this particular guy, that's why I went crazy with the guy. He, um, he told the guy at the last stop, all right, you're going to take lunch there. So the guy put out his lunch right there, but and then he had to drive the supervisor three blocks down for the supervisor to go have lunch. I said, so you use his time to go to your for, lunch. for your lunch. I say, you need to put that down as your OJ because you got to take away the, the difference of the time because you can't average that into the OJS. He didn't know he can't do that. Even I had to call again. And that's when it got a little bit heavy that, you know, Vinny got involved. Uh, uh, another steward from Suffolk County got involved. We, we followed this guy for three days straight. And we broke shift, you know, one did the morning shift. I did the afternoon shift. And then Vinny did the evening shift. Now, this is the president of the local <laughs> doing. He's got a lot more shit going on, but he's over there out there following a OJS. And he had fun with it. I heard he had fun, and uh, I didn't have the fun. I was just boring following this guy around. He knew I was following him around. He knew what car I was driving. He knew that every every move that he was making, he had to make the right decisions. He was then walking the guy around the back of the truck like you're supposed to. Uh, um, but it is what it is. And with the OJS, I got more to talk about, but I know Anthony... Well, anxious well to talk. just one thing I'd like to say is um, what we're all saying here is basically just be careful out there and you should always work, whether you're being OJS or not, just work as you, if you're being watched because the company is, is always going to be out there with their little binoculars spying. You never know when they're going to be there. So just, just and another thing that bothered me, somebody uh, not too long ago went out and bought something while they were on the clock and, you know, you go into a store and you're buying something, you're on the clock, you know, uh, be mindful of that. The company is watching your time, especially if you're making overtime. If anything happens like that, and they just want to look at the and, and see where you've been and check the GPS or whatever they want to do. They're going to see you stop somewhere for a certain amount of time. And like Hector said before, LP will go anywhere with a little bit of money, ask him to see some footage. And all they got to do is get a video of you picking up something at a store, whatever it is, going back to your truck on the clock, and you could lose your job. What, what is that called, Anthony? It's called dishonesty. Uh, uh, Stealing uh, time. No. Unproductive uh, stop. Unproductive stop. And, there and you go. I don't want to hear your phone yeah. beat going off. Can you put it on vibrator? Because the last yep, podcast, yeah, that's all I heard. But, <laughs> but you want to know something, Anthony? I'm sorry. Those are my text messages going to him. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Dean. Uh, Anthony, you want to know something? Yeah. No matter what, we keep telling these guys. To stop stopping at these stores and doing this and doing that, guess what? They still do it. Listen, I saw. It's so sad. Listen, that and, they, and, they still do it. And listen, guys, that are getting gas outside the facility that they don't have gas pump in the UPS building, and they got to go to a gas station to get gas. Listen to me very carefully, because I saw this. You are there to get gas on their time for their truck. Do not, after you gas up, decide you want to go inside the gas station to get some coffee and talk a little bit with the freaking counter girl. It's, that's not good. That is not good. You're there to do what you're on the clock. You're supposed to 
get the gas, and keep continue going. Go ahead, Dave. Dave is trying to talk. <laughs> yeah, David Allen. I want to hear some of the stuff he spoke about on his OJS. He's on mute. Uh, He's on mute. He's on mute. Unmute yourself, uh, Dave. You're uh, still on mute. On mute. I got it. There I got go. it. Sorry, guys. All right. Um, no, I do have to run pretty soon, but uh, I can chime in a little bit. Uh, as far as the OJS rides, I mean, uh, we honestly haven't had really that many in our building. I was just getting a lot of emails about it. So I just started, uh, you know, wanting to cover it. But I love the fact that you guys up north, you guys actually follow the supervisors OJSing the drivers. That is actually really unheard of in a lot of places, like really, really unheard of. So I guess they do it in Boston and they do it in 804. Did they do it anywhere else? Wait, I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they probably do it everywhere. I mean, but we oh, really, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, def we got on that because of the fact of the supervisor, not knowing and telling the guy instructed him to do certain things that he was not supposed to do on the OJS. So that's why if any, I mean, we have a lot of drivers, I mean, and especially in my, if, if I see that a, a supervisor is going to be a dick to the driver, I make it my all that I, you know, that I'm going to treat I'm mean, If they're going to make the members uncomfortable, like Vinny says, I'm going to make them uncomfortable also. And how I make a supervisor uncomfortable by being there, by showing up at the OJS and, and, and with my teamster jacket and showing him that you want to fuck around and you want to fucking make my, the, the driver uncomfortable. We're going to make you uncomfortable also. And that's Vinny's words of, of doing that. I think that's a great idea and a great move. And I, I'd love to see more locals get involved in that. I know that now everybody has the, the, the business agents to do so and all that, the resources. But, I mean, especially if you got business agents that are just kind of sitting around the office all day, you know, it oh, gives them some work to do. Listen, we're not sitting around the office all day, but when it comes <laughs> to a member being harassed and or being uh, 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 the supervisor being a dick, you know, Vinny is the boss. He, yo, go. Yeah. Who's, who's, yeah. In the well, you're right. I probably shouldn't have said that. So that was probably my bad. All right. I mean, I, I, I've if, never done the job. If, I don't know what, what it entails. If, so. if you ask me, I mean, it, it, we don't have the time. Uh, we, we make the time because some, you know, I just, when he called me about this particular, you know, I just got out of the hearing saving a 26 year old, uh, 26 year veteran job for falsifying which i'm going to get into that falsifying stuff in a few uh but he called me he says where you asked i'm in a hearing he goes can you go to queens right after the hearing i said well i uh, you know i like to you know, when i finish a hearing i like to go to the office and do all my paperwork and who i talked to what we said and everything but uh he was like yeah i need you to go to queens and i was like sure so i i went to queens and uh started following uh joined lunch i met the guy at lunch and then um we started from there, but that's what Vinny does. He likes, he likes to make them uncomfortable. Nice, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, if you guys haven't checked it out already, I do have a video on my channel, The Rosal Hub on YouTube. Got to do my own self-plug. I'm sorry, guys. It's all right. But um, That's what we have. Yeah, for. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I pretty much try to cover as much as I could in it, and I will obviously link you guys on, on this show. You know, I can throw on my next episode or something just so it's more information for other people to check out because a lot of people are getting OJS right now. Yes. Yeah, for yep. sure. Now, Especially in our local. In Local 804, we have a OJS ride. You, OJS, you have a checklist here in uh, teamsterslocal804.org. 
So for Local 804, we have a checklist. So as you know, as the supervisor has a clipboard and checking off everything you do, you also have a checklist of what to look for in the supervisor, and you do your checklist at the end. Don't do it drawing your OJS, but keep in mind everything that he does. You you go on through down, you go down that checklist, and you write down: Did he do this? Did he do that? And then you OJSing him at the same time. So when you go to the three day meeting and they say. Well, your average now is uh, 19 stops an hour, and you can you can dispute the OJS ride by showing the manager that you were OJSing him and you all the checklists and all that. So we have that on the Teamsters Local 804 dot org website that you can uh, print it out and uh, have a checklist. If you go on the OJS, that you can check that checklist out, and it should yeah, be there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. We also have it basically says straight out um when you go to the website teamsters with an s local804.org you'll see it says um right right when you look at it it says protect yourself on an OJS and it gives you a ton of information there on how to protect yourself if you're looking for that kind of information. Great. Hey guys, I'm sorry I do have to run. Uh it was really good being on your show. Appreciate you. Good seeing you Dean. And uh, Greg, Hector, Phil. Thank you, Dave. Sorry to talk to you. Always a pleasure, brother. All right, brothers. It's David Allen from the Roswell Hub, folks. (laughs) Did you give him his website? I guess so. Make sure you watch the Roswell Hub on YouTube. Yep. Roswell Hub on YouTube. If you have have any questions on the uh, OJS Fry, I'm going to hook up the phone now. Uh, I probably could get some calls coming in if you have any questions. Uh, the number here is three. You leaving too, Phil? No, I had something to say. I know you. I, you what, at, you at, what, be, what beach you at? Was that you at a beach? I'm, a, I'm on my couch. Oh, that's, my, that's my view from my couch. Are we on Facebook Live? Well, like yes, Green we are. Yes, <laughs> I don't see it. It's there. It says we have uh, seven people looking at it right now. Okay. It's under the Union Power Radio page uh, group. Oh, you got it now, uh, right? Found it. All right. So uh, what's up, Phil? Go ahead, talk. What I wanted to say was um, it seems to me, you know, we could get the education out as much as possible, trying to inform people uh, with all these uh, radio shows and, and podcasts and everything. The problem I'm seeing is a lot of guys don't want the help until they need the help. And it's there usually it after the OJS ride. Correct. And they come to you like, oh, I got this and that. And I said, well, I've been telling you forever. And it's the hardest thing is to get through the guys to, to get them to understand that um, management's not your friend. Just because they're coming on a truck with you, they're not doing it to do you a favor. And they, they want to get burned on it. It's tough. It's tough to have to deal with these guys um, meeting management uh, on a daily basis. But when they try to pretend that they're your friend, these guys fall into it and then and all of a sudden they're getting burned on an OJS, you know, doing instead of doing 17 stops now, they're doing 20 stops now. And they're like, what do I do now? So I, I find that's a hard, hard, tough thing that I ha- I've been dealing with, at least in my building. Um, same, same here. Guys don't want they don't want they, they don't want the education until they need it. I yeah. want to give a quick shout out, Hector, real quick to a Mark, Mark Barber. Mark who has been uh, listening to us from local 705 in Chicago. Mark, when I get a chance, I'm going to get your address and we're sending you a t-shirt, pal. Okay, just hang in there. We're gonna text me your address, you have my number. 
I'm going to send you one of these. Look at Hector's T-shirt, something nice like that. But you can bring it back to Chicago and show those guys in Chi-Town how we do it up here at Union Power Radio. All right, Mark? Yeah, I also want to give a, a T-shirt to, because I've been asking for the longest for someone to send a a a promo thing. Like, the only one that listens is Greg Kerwood. And uh, he sends a... a uh, the only one that could understand your accent. Huh? Nothing. He said he's the only one that can he's understand. The only, he's the only one that can understand my English, huh? It's okay. <laughs> Fuck you. But Dino. yeah, we would like anybody so, uh, who listens to our show. Yeah. So this is this is this is how it goes. I, if you send a a recording to me on uh, Union Power Radio twenty two eighty at yahoo dot com, and it's just say something like this. Word from local twenty five in Boston. When I'm not singing in my package car, I'm listening to Union Power Radio. Union Power Radio. Every other Sunday at 2 p.m. I'm going to play again because I didn't play it from the beginning. This is Craig Kerwood from local. This is Craig Kerwood. This is Craig Kerwood from Local 25 in Boston. When I'm not singing in my package car, I'm listening to Union Power Radio. So anyone that sends me a, 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 a promo like that. Uh, with your name, uh, you don't have to give your whole name, your first name, your local, and what if you're not listening, if you're not doing this, you're listening to the Union Power Radio. I will send you one of these t shirts that says Union Power Radio for free, free of charge, free shipping and handling. And uh, that's it, just, just send us your hey, address, so give us your information. I want to ask Greg a question. Greg, you still on? He's on. He's not on uh, any of the chats right now. He's just on the <sighs> Mixler's chat. Let me send Greg the link. Maybe okay. Greg didn't well, get I, I wanted to ask Greg about the the Nantucket. You know why I don't. Delivery. You know why I don't send him the link because I don't have his phone number. So you got to send me his phone number if I can start sending him the link. Okay. Or maybe he just don't want to oh, okay. be seen. Maybe he don't want to be on camera today. I don't know. No, did, he, did you guys? He see always it? comes when I send him the link. Okay. So how they hold? They hold all the drivers to this level of perfection right right so they have to secure uh passageways for the feeder trucks to get to the island of nantucket outside of boston there okay they didn't get one they were going to have no way to get the packages ferried over to the island they're still working out a deal to be able to get that. I wanted to hear from Greg if he knew any inside stuff oh, going I, on. I, there. I heard he's driving. He says he's driving. He can't uh, get on. Ah. But uh, I heard about that, that uh, they, they missed the deadline of paying for that uh, that ship, whatever that. To have. Yeah. So what's happening with the packages that are not getting on that island? They're, they're, they've got a barge or something that they're going to that they're working out with. Um, the people that control the waterways there, whether or not it can, they can use that system. Never heard that someone got fired for that. If that had been an hourly person, the hourly person would have lost their job. Absolutely. For doing something like that. Never heard that anybody got fired for that. Doesn't mean no one didn't get fired, but if someone to get fired, they didn't tell us, you know, so, but... Yeah, the island of Nantucket, they, they're not even going to... I think the one story said they're not getting packages delivered until June or something. So what is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? So Anthony, some somebody wanted to know if you took the position that they were speaking about last week. Did you? Uh, why yes. we, why are we bringing that up? Did you <laughs> is, is it already it's, out the closet? Are yeah, you out are yeah. you out the closet? 
Do I have it? <laughs> well, well, it is what it is. Uh, uh, it's basically New York market lead organizer here at uh, in New York. So I'll just be, you know, helping out with what's going on here with, uh, you know, whatever we're doing. Is it a paying helping. position? Uh, I believe so. I think I get some money out of it. I don't know. You, what do uh, you get? What do you make? But I know. But you're gonna be doing it five days a week. Yeah, five days a week. So you're gonna be excused from your regular job, which is the company, and then you're gonna be doing this organizing thing for five days. So yeah. you, so you're not gonna leave your fucking salary from the company to do minor you <laughs> to get less pay so i they they are taking care of you as far as the five days correct that's the idea well i mean you know it's it's not about the money um you know you you're trying to do something that you believe in uh, i mean obviously everybody wants to get paid for the work they do um i'm i'm basically getting paid i believe a salary which is whatever it is the salary that i'm making now May I, I really don't know if it's, I honestly haven't spoken about what the logistics of it are or how much it's going to be or, but um you know I'll be happy with whatever it is because I'm I believe in the movement as far as organizing goes I think that as far as teamsters go we've had a history of some strong organizing dating back from the 30s and over the last few years well you know over the last few years we've been trying pretty hard but I'm talking about like 10 or 15 years ago 20 years ago when these corporations like Walmart and Amazon really started hitting the market and started blowing up. That was a time where the Teamsters really should have dug in and other unions as well should have really dug in and, and started trying to organize some of these shops and they didn't. And it's pretty sad. So um, I'm just honored to be able to be a part of it now All and right. to start working with workers, you know, and trying to see where we can do it. I got I to let it out. Shut the fuck up with that bullshit that you will do it for fucking free. You won't do it for fucking free. Yeah, I do it for free. Get the fuck I out never of said here. We do this for free. Yeah, yeah, I do this for free. Yeah, you do this. But listen, I, I pay you a lot. You got a point, D. I, I, get, I get paid a lot for this shit for you. So don't fucking bullshit a bullshit. I heard Jamie's getting some money for this yeah, show. Yeah, he's getting some money, all right? What? Listen, they're, they're all right here. Look. <laughs> I get all the bottles ready for him. He does five cents, uh, whatever, a show. But anyway, congratulations on that. Uh, Thank you. You're gonna have, congratulations, man. You're going you're gonna to have haters hate, so let them hate. Yeah, of you course. Know? Of course. And just don't don't worry about the haters because uh, the haters will talk and you know they, they can't do a better job. I think they picked the right person. Uh, oh, thanks, you, you are. Don't forget me brother. when you get up to the top. You are. <laughs> yeah, I'm up at the top. <laughs> it's it's called working from the ground, ground up, baby. Right, grassroots. You see me, You see me, that's for all the haters out there. But uh, it is what it is. Hector, did you get the text I sent you from Mark? Mark sent his uh, address. I sent it to you. He also says he loves the show and he can understand you. What? He can what, or can't? What's the question? He can. He can understand you. Wait, wait. I can't understand you right now. C-A-N? C-A-N. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for my English Betty Go Looking. I'm going to send you a T-shirt. That says that my English is not very good looking. Hey, what's it? What's it like to have haters? Because I don't know what that's like. I don't have any haters. 
Dean, you have haters, oh, Dean. What are you it. talking about? You have a Dean. hater. <laughs> Dean, you have haters. I don't even want to go there with that. Yeah. <laughs> I can just go on your profile and find it. What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Yeah, exactly. So now let's get into falsification. Uh, it's a lot of things. There's a lot of falsification going on here in Local 804. And I just want to, uh, you know, get you guys up to date of what is falsification and what is that uh, we need to not do to not get involved in falsification. Falsification is pretty it's a pretty uh, uh, straight up language that will get you fired for dishonesty, deceiving the company. And, you know, you can all act like you're in the Twilight Zone. But uh, but it's as simple as this. You must uh, scan all your packages, even though you have an off route. And if you're going to, you, you can falsify your documents, meaning that if you get a follow-up uh, and falsifying, you can be, you know, it's, it's flagging. Uh, it's also flagging. If you're not at the, the stop in front of the stop when you sheet the package, and you put not in or, you know, need apartment and you're away from the address, that's falsification, deceiving the company, you will get terminated for that if they see it in the system. Uh, but the thing is this, you know, I, I you know, this company is, is funny because they go after the membership for falsification. And, you know, some members, you know, they do some stupid shit that is is, is beyond me. If you have 20, I mean, I can see it from a rookie. I can see it from a guy that just got on and don't, and they didn't teach him right. I can right. see that. I can, I can understand that. But to, to, for a 26 year veteran doing those stupid rookie moves is, unex I, I, I just can't accept it. And, you know, as a union, we have to defend that. We have to defend that. And it, and it's harder to defend a 26 a uh, year guy that's doing a falsification versus a guy that just started the job because I could fight a guy that just started a job that they didn't train him right and he fucked up for the first time you know let's move on just you know let's let's continue but for a 26 year guy that knows better that knows that he's been through it all shouldn't be falsifying any documents uh yeah, I agree but the company the company does it too the company does it too. They force the supervisors falsify. Right now, I'm doing such an investigation that they calling me exactly what you. They call me all over. The big bad wolf is in the fucking building. So now I'm doing an investigation against a soup, not one soup, couple of soups, couple of soups with time cards, a couple of OMSs with time cards, uh, 300 packages that were sheeted future. Uh, a package that was uh, 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 sheeted at, at 11.30 at night saying they was left in the building. The only one that does that is a driver, correct? Correct. Well, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> so when, see, so I, what about What about the packages that they you have on your truck as an off-road and you tell them that you have an off-road and they say, oh, no, don't don't cheat it, just bring it in. And when you give it to them, they sheet it as closed a my, business my, and not in. My advice is to sheet every package. I don't give a fuck what the supervisor says. Do not sheet it. Don't trust that motherfucker. Because what's going to happen is that 
he's got to cover his ass now because now his bosses are saying, yo, why this wasn't scanned? And he's not going to tell the, oh, I told him not to scan it. Listen to me very carefully. Sheet the package. I don't give a fuck. Miss whatever. Just sheet it in front of the place. Don't wait for the take try deliver it. Go deliver it if you have to. If you have an off route, just because it's not your route, it's not your package, it's still in your truck and you still need to deliver that package. It's union work. If you have a supervisor that comes and pick up that package after you're going to take it, then you grieve it for shuffling work. You can get an hour out of that because it's going to take him an hour to get to you and an hour to bring it to the next driver or or whatever he does. That's union work. So regardless to the fact you're going to get paid anyway, you're on the clock anyway. You know, a lot of guys see an off route. I'm not going to do that job. I'm not going to do that shit. You know, it's, 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 it's an hour away from me. Let me tell you a little story about me and my off routes and I've, how I fucked the company. And after that, they stop. They made five supervisors go in my truck every goddamn day to make sure I don't have an off route. And because of this, I was in the Bronx and I had an off route to City Island. Now, where I was... And where City Island was, was far away. And you know, in City Island in the Bronx, it's one bridge going in, one bridge coming out. So I had one package, a ground package that was an off route. And back then when I was doing the dive board, they used to ask you a question. Do you, are you going to be able to do the route? And I always write yes. And I write yes for one particular reason only. Because if the supervisor comes and get your off route, and you said that you were able to do it, your grievance will win automatically. They won't even argue that because you agreed to take that off route and they came and pick it up. So I used to write yes all the time. And I say yes to this one when I was so happy because all I saw was green. When I saw this package, I saw green because it was going to take me 45 minutes to take that one package to City Island and it's going to take me 45 minutes to come back to my route. All right? So I was looking at green. I was looking at money right there. But it got even worse because when I went to take that, <laughs> that, that off route to City Island, there was an accident on the bridge going back. So that 45 minutes that I would have made in overtime became two and a half hours of overtime sitting there at that bridge with an accident. And I was just laughing my ass off. And from that point on, they had five supervisors going into my truck, making sure that I don't have a... Or they, did, they were so pissed off that they moved the City Island truck that was next to me. They moved it to another belt because they didn't want it even near me because I was the type of guy that did off routes. I did it. I did it. And I got paid for it. And believe me, I stood out there. The overtime was great. I mean, nobody wants to stay past a certain time. But guess what, guys? Even though they lie to you when you accepted the job, they said this is a 9-5 job. This is not a 9-5 job. This is a job that is going to be, you're going to be out there for a minute. If you want a 9-5 job, I suggest that you go to Burger King, McDonald's, or whatever the fuck it is. But this is not a 9-5 job. This is a job that they have to afford you eight hours, but it, it goes beyond eight hours. I seen, I mean, my days as a driver, I never saw, I went in in the dark and I came out in the dark. It was, that's the way it was. So, falsification, go ahead. You got something to say? Patrick McCoot says, you know, 
unfortunately, heck, the new drivers don't have that kind of mentality like you had. You know, sad to say, they just want to get off the clock. There is no more option to say yes or no to deliver. It's only an off-route scam. That's what he's saying, Patrick McCooch. Yeah, that's that's um, crazy that they took that option off because, I mean, a lot of guys that didn't want to do it always you put no. They always say no, 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 and then they got instructed to do it. I used to say yes because, listen, it's, I was going to win either way. It was a win-win for me. For, for once in my lifetime in this damn company, I felt— It does give you that option, Hector. Now it does? Yeah, and the board, when you scan it, Patrick as a said, Miklo, it does. Can, can It says, can you—I can you, can, it, can't move. It's something with an S, but it, it does ask you if you're going to deliver and you just have to check the box or not. Well, I don't know how the new diet system is now because I've been off the truck. It says, can you service? There we go. Can, can you, you service? And you have to check it. You know, check the box. Guys, if you're listening, you know, do the off route. I mean, it's union work. It's your work. Listen, if I'm the type of guy, if I got a, you, if I got an off route in my truck and it was a commercial and I was, I was rocking my, my route, I stop what I'm doing. I stop wherever I'm doing, and go to do that off route. Because what happens is that off route could be either A, 20 minutes to get there, 20 minutes to get back, B, 30 minutes, whatever the case, you know, you don't know what's going to happen on the way there, but you're going to go and do your job. You found the off route. It's a commercial. You want to deliver before 5 o'clock. So you stop what you do. You stop exactly what you do and do that off route. Is it benefits you in the pocket? I know guys say I don't want to fucking do it because I want to go home. I got to see, you know, I got to do nothing at home. I just want to go home. Blah blah blah. Dude, just do the off route. Simple as that. And then some guys they want to play this field that they don't scan it, bring it to the truck, bring it back to the building and then throw it on the belt like hey nobody saw nothing guess what they are seeing something because they're going to look at that camera they're going to look for that package and they're going to see that you put it on the belt you didn't scam it guess what's it called it's called deceiving the company you're deceiving the company when you do stuff like that so dishonesty yeah scan the damn package it's the only thing you should do go ahead phil what's up you got your hand well, up, what I, I wanted to uh touch on that um as far as the off routes to bring it back to what you were talking about about the ojs if you if you're doing your off routes early and you're telling them you could do them and you do them, then in your OGS they tell you not to do them. That that, that just brings it full circle. Like, hey, well, if, if you decide on your OGS to do your off routes, they say, well, you never did it before, so why are you doing it now? So that's another yeah. another uh, trick for the OJS. But also, mm. um, you know, the one argument I get with guys all the time was we talk about bringing packages back to the building is. They have the option to, uh, you know, to report the packages. And they think that by reporting the package, you're scanning the package. That's not scanning the package. That's that's just uh, uh, letting the office know that they. That you have the off route. Right. So it's so guys get all flustered like, well, I scanned it over. They didn't tell me what to do with it. So I brought it back. That's not the answer. The answer is everything on your truck gets uh, sheeted as something. If you can hit it on your way into the building or at some point during the day. Absolutely. Do it. You're getting paid by the hour to service the package, service the customer. Exactly. If you can't, then before you head back to the building, you sheet it missed. If they throw a hoot and holler, why just sheet it missed where they've actually yelled at me for doing that? Fine. We'll talk about it in the morning with the shops do it. Never seen anybody gets fired for sheeting a package missed. 
you know, my his, my you, history here. What they get, get fired for is when they bring the packages back and they throw it on the belt in the attempt to deceive the company. Exactly. That's that's the, and that's the, 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 exactly what Phil said. You don't get fired for cheating the package, miss. You get fired for not cheating the package at all. And then you want to be slick, Rick, and throw it on the belt with uh, the outgoing. Uh, and then you're going to think that it's just going to disappear. That package is going to be gone away from you. You don't have nothing. No, you're wrong. Because once they start looking for that package, that's when it becomes, oh, it was scanning your truck. You're the last one that sent the message that you had that uh, off route. And like Phil said, just because you sent that scan that you scanned it that you sent that you have that off route doesn't mean you stop completing it. That means you have to either A, deliver it, B, sheet it, and you have to stop complete it. Simple as that. And also, also, you want to follow instructions, too. If a supervisor tells you to sheet it closed, even though you don't know it's right, you put it in a remarks column per the supervisor. And then I tell my guys all the time, grieve it because it's dishonesty on their part. That's right. And that and, 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 and talking about that remark area, that remark area. Now, the supervisors could go into certain areas in the diet board and change whatever the fuck they want, which is dishonesty and falsification also. But that one area, which is called the remark, they cannot change that. They cannot go into that. The only person that could go into that area of remark on the diet board is LP. And LP only goes in there to check what, what was the cause when we bring it up to them and says, well, he wrote down that it was per his supervisor. Because, you know, the supervisors, they're always going to say to you, and this is what I say about the cell phones. Don't answer the fucking cell phone with the supervisor. Let them send everything through the diet board. There's no need for you to talk to them on the cell phone. I had an incident that supervisor said something to a driver. The driver said, oh, you told me to do this. And he's fucking in front of his boys, in front of me, lie his ass off and said, I never told you that. So guess what? Guess who, who it becomes a he say, she say thing. And who wins? Who wins next? The company wins against because you did not scan that package because you said the supervisor told you to bring it in. And he says, no, I did not tell you to do that. So just sheet the fucking package. Get it over with. Get yourself. Cover your ass. Your most important part of the day is to cover your own ass. You don't cover nobody else's ass. The supervisors are not your friend. I don't give a fuck what they pile you at, in the morning, give you a high five or whatever the fuck that is. But I guarantee you when it comes down to his boss asking him what the fuck happened, I guarantee you he's going to leave you out there in the fucking dark. He's going to say, I never told him that. I never did this for him. He's a liar. He's deceiving. Fire him. And that's exactly what's going to go down. Exactly what's going to go down. You think he's going to cover for you and admit to what he did wrong before he gets fired? You're wrong. You're fucking wrong. You will. He will turn. I swear to God, he will turn on you like a pit bull. A pit hey, bull. Hector, did you notice? There's a, a new guy listening from local 396 called X Boogie Man. No, I didn't see that. Says 15 year hub part timer. What's going on, X Boogie Man? Um, inside the building, it's a little different when it comes to OJS. And they they will, if they feel you're underproductive, have a supervisor stand by you, watch how you load you know, tell you to do certain different things to help you move a little quicker, to move a little faster. Just remember in the contract, it says um, it's a fair day's work for a fair day's pay. 
That's all it states. So I've seen them talk about the gold standard and how much this guy next to you is doing and how much that guy next to you is doing. As an inside worker, you do the best that you can, what you're capable of doing, no more, no less. You do not kill yourself for this company. You just do the job that's asked of you, no more, no less. You're not, you don't have to be running back and forth in and out the trailer or, you know, you know, it's, it's basically just doing a job, moving, putting packages, stacking boxes. It, it's a process. I get it. But at the same time, don't let any supervisor come and crack a whip on you and make you feel like you're working too slow. You just work to the best of your ability. That's all that's asked of you. That's all that's in the contract. Awesome. So, Hook, ex-boogeyman, I hope that was helpful for you, buddy. Make sure you go back and tell all your friends. Also, I want to talk about 14-hour DOT violations, and it's happening here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's happening here, and we had a we got, we got got a case going on right now that I, I – I, listen, I got a call from a – and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say what center, where. I'm just because I'm doing a whole investigation on this, but I want to give you the scenarios. The scenario was that uh, here Friday night, I get a call from a driver at 1030 at night. Okay, he started at 915 in the morning. He, I get a call from him at 1030 at night saying, listen, I just called the supervisor. I have these amount of stops left. And he's telling me to finish it as close as I can to 1050. How do you tell a guy that's, that, that, that's out 1030? He has to be in by 11 before he violates his DLT. You're going to tell him to finish up the route as much as he can and make sure he gets in by 1050 at 1030. Now, that is a what? Uh, a, 10, a 20 minute difference. It takes you 20 minutes. It takes you more than 20 minutes to go up one of these buildings and, and then come back down. You think you're going to be in the building by 1050? So I, I told him, I said, call him back and tell him because I can't tell him that. I can't tell him to go in because then I'm, I'm directing the workforce. I said, call him back and you tell him you're not going to make your DLT regulation. You're not going to make the 14 hours if you don't go back now. If you don't go back now, you're not going to make the 14 hours. So he calls the supervisor. The supervisor doesn't call. Doesn't pick up the phone. Doesn't pick up the phone. So now I don't know what the fuck. I, I, you know, I want to talk to the supervisor to tell him, listen, instruct him to go back in because he's going to be violating the 14-hour. The because I want him to say it because I don't want them to come back and say, I directed the workforce. So the supervisor, he calls me back. He goes, now, now between 1030 and 1035, he's still delivering. It's 1035 now. And he says, Dude, he's not calling me back. I don't know what to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in violation. You absolutely are gonna be in violation. And then I asked him, how many stops you got left now? He goes, I'm in a building, and it's a 23 floor building or whatever. It's it's a big building, and I have 14 stops left in this building. And I was like, well, you're not gonna make it at all. I know for a fact you're not gonna make it. I said I can't tell you to go in, but since you reached out to the supervisor, you're not in violation. The company's in violation. Okay, so what happened was, I <laughs> this guy passes fourteen hours. By the time he hit the building, he hit the building at eleven fifteen in the night. He didn't punch out to eleven twenty nine, eleven thirty at night. So he's clearly over his violation of fourteen hours. The company's going to deal with that. The company's got to deal with DOT now because they they knew the supervisor was new. 
the supervisor left. He told him finish up and just he went home. He just gave a fuck. <laughs> it just he bounced. Didn't, he didn't give a fuck about his safety at night at that time in the wow. Bronx. He didn't, you know, he he didn't give a fuck. So now the wow. you know, now I, I gotta get my boss involved, you know, Vinny. And you know, Vinny is one of those guys that's fucked that. He'll write a fucking email at, at one o'clock in the morning if he has to. But uh but was he driving was he driving on road after the 14 hours? He was in the building at after the 14 hours, correct. Yes. He was in the 14 hours at eleven o'clock from nine fifteen. Well, eleven fifteen at night would have been fourteen hours. Was he back in the building at eleven fifteen? He, he pulled into the building at eleven fifteen, so he was still driving. He didn't punch oh. out to eleven. Legally, he was fine. Legally, legally with the DOT, he was fine. As so, long as you're in the building at eleven, as long as you're not driving on the road. Well, he well so. he was definitely at the building by eleven fifteen. Then okay, legally he's okay, but the company needs to have the ramifications of doing what they did to him. So, correct. So yeah. that's one incident and another incident that I'm I'm going in through not the same building, not the same thing, but you had guys, three guys going over their 14 hours. They did go over their 14 hours and they decided to change the time clock to 1 minute before 14. Wow. And I caught all that and it's so much shit and I told the company because, you know, I, I had this guy that's ready to, you know, they will fire him for falsification. I said, you want to fire a member for falsification? What about your management people that are doing falsification? You're not doing anything to them. You're not doing a slight discipline to them that they falsifying time cards. They falsifying documents. But you really want to put you right away. A member does a, false, uh, a simple and and let me tell you something. Fucking around with time cards and other that what I saw is ten times worse than a driver just falsifying a document. I don't say it's good, but you can't falsify any documents. But just one falsified document versus ten times worse what the the the, the managers are doing, and they're not disciplining any of them, any of them, mm. which is good for no, my advantage. Good. Yes. They get sent to a crappy building for a few months, and then they come back as a manager. Bullshit. I don't <laughs> that's yeah. they get promoted. Exactly. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. that's 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 bullshit. I think it should be if management falsify, they should be out the door right after that. I mean, I I'm telling you, I don't know this guy. He's uh, he must have nine fucking lives because I caught him putting packages in a truck at night and local store he didn't even know i was in the building i just wanted to see what he was gonna do with this shit he was taking return packages and put them in in a in a in a in a package truck a little 500 wow. and then he has the audacity he, he fucking the audacity the audacity to fucking red tag the truck and said that oh. and said like he was a mechanic saying that the water pump busted he took the truck and he puts it in the back locks it up and he red tags it. Now, I see that. I go to the mechanic. I say, you know, they what's have a list. What's wrong with this truck? They what's wrong with list. this truck? They have a list of red, you know, what's red tag. I said, right. do you have this truck on your list? And he says, no. I said, so why is it in the back red tag? He goes, let's go to the back and look at it. He looks at the red tag. He goes, this truck shouldn't be red tag. There's nothing wrong with this truck. And then he opens it up, and what it is, a bunch of fucking packages there. 
Not wow. only not only did I find out that the packages are there, he mm-hmm. sheeted all those packages future. Him, the pre the, the manager, and he's still working there. The company is not doing anything about him fucking with the dignity and respect of the fucking company that he's a supervisor. He's 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 missheating everything. He's writing trucks red tags where he has no authority to do that. And he's still working there. You understand? This is what I'm... They go after the membership for some shit like... But this guy did 10 times worse. 10 times worse to deceive the fucking company and deceive the company, the, 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 the customers that are waiting for those packages on set days. And he's holding them back. Uh, Sheeting my future, and then taking a truck and red tagging it. And you're gonna tell me you want to fucking fire one of my members for falsifying for bullshit, and you got a fucking guy like that? And I'm the best. I mean, I got managers under my belt. You know how they have when you you fight somebody and you fuck them up and you knock them out and you got them under your belt. I got managers under my belt, and they know that. They fucking so afraid to even bring me to fucking arbitration because. The first question I want them to ask me is, have you ever dealt with any manager in falsification? I'll be like, well, I'm glad you fucking asked me that because, yes, I did. <laughs> you know? And, and, and I, and it's just that, yo, I, they get away with murder, and, and I don't like the, the fact that they don't, they don't, it's not equal. It's not equal. Well, our, our brother from 396 X Boogeyman says that the hub where he's at, the supervisors do not even hide the fact that they work besides union workers, all shift, even the downtime. Management sabotages time cards all the time. Uh, three nine six boogeyman is that out of California? Yeah, that's John. That's, that's uh Mickey Mouse Herrera's route. I mean, uh, uh um. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. He's he, well. I mean, they got to put in the grievances. You, Not you know, only you that, supervisor man. work and put in the grievance. Listen, <laughs> and and you know what? I have a, a real good shop steward, uh, Charlie Samore in uh, Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. He looks at time cards every fucking day. Like he 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 asks the members if anything's wrong with your time card, please give me a call, whatever it is. And and that's how I you know I got it. I actually uh the other shops do it, um Andrew Padilla in the Bronx, he's the one who brought it to my attention with the changing of the start time. So it was uh it you know, his shop stewards could look at time cards and you can ask the members because members are not going to talk about it they you know a minute of theft from the company is if you steal a fucking second from the company they're going to put you out for stealing time if you if they steal from you as long as you don't know and you don't say shit they're not going to say nothing they're not going to fire anybody listen they got it's got to be worked the same way if they steal from you or they steal a minute from you or two minutes three minutes five minutes it adds up you should put in a grievance for that for that and and check the time cards and see who's changing your time cards because i'm sure someone's changing the time cards and that's illegal that's you, you that's falsifying documents deceiving and stealing your time because they'll go after you and that when you steal their time Wow. But can I make an announcement now? We already know. We already know. We don't want to talk about that anymore. What? What's the announcement? (laughs) I'm curious. You didn't hear? What? Jamie came out of the closet. What? Congratulations, (laughs) Jamie. (laughs) Congratulations, Jamie. It's about damn time. 
What's up, Jamie? What do you got to well, say? The, annou the, the announcement is next week, next Friday, is the last day for anyone that's been working here at least for over a year, the last day to use your sick and personal days before they're automatically paid out. So, and you get your new days on May 1st. So you have, unt you have until next Friday to use your sick and personal days or they will automatically get paid out. Just wanted to let everybody know. I also know. wanted to give a quick announcement. If you're going to the Long Island Suffolk guys are having a Stony Brook Center, the Stony Brook Center is having a party. Um, that's going to be at 49 South Ocean Avenue in Patchogue, New York. Zip codes 11772. Entry is 55 bucks a person. Um, it's due by Friday. And uh, the party due by Friday, April 29th. Significant others are welcome. Includes appetizers, dinner, open bar. And that will be Saturday, April 30th. Uh, it's six thirty to ten thirty. What are the proceeds? So, who who gets who gets the money? I mean, I the money goes to the party. I mean, you know, it's per person, so you're probably gonna get food, open bar, all that so stuff. So I want to drive all the way out there for fifty five dollars to get fucking a little bit of sardines <laughs> and a little bit of fucking drink. Yeah, okay, I'll be there. Yeah, it's not about that. It's about the camaraderie, being with the guys, being with the girls, the workers at UPF. The, the, year, I went, the, the year we went, we had a good time. Right? That's right. That's right. I, I always have a good time. Out I'm gonna be. Parties. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be Chris Rock for now. I said, how much is just to get the, you know, just to oh, the, just don't make me be Will Smith and come <laughs> over there and. <laughs> well, 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 another announcement. Jamie's I Jada Pickett is, Smith. Another, he's got another, another announcement. Another announcement is... What is it, Jada? Ne <laughs> Next Sunday, May 1st, is the the second the second meeting for the the woman of Local 804. And everybody else, is, you know, they're invited. But the second meeting for the woman of Local 804. And it's going to be held at the Union Hall. What time is it? I believe it's at 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yeah. Jay, Jamie don't go to any meetings but the women's meeting. Why is that? You looking for a wife? Mm, good looking question. For a wife. You looking for a wife? I think. So when I when I get arrested, I'm going I'm going to let them know I'm a transgender and go go to the woman's house. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, we had a this uh, this weekend that just passed on Sunday. Was it this Sunday that we had a vote for uh, the selling of Local 804? On Reveal Avenue and the selling of the building, yeah, the, the selling buy, of the local eight hundred four facility, and also that the was buy. Last Saturday. Damn, can I finish? You motherfuckers, man, you guys got no respect for me. You don't let me fucking talk. <laughs> I don't understand that. No good. You guys, Cause you never stop talking. Oh! oh, how about, how about this? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you got the mute power. Watch out. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we had a vote with the selling of the uh, thirty-two twenty-one reveal. Mm -hmm. Avenue, mm -hmm. uh, and we also had a vote for the buying of the new building in Port Washington, and it was uh, over 500 members, which is kind of odd on a Zoom uh, to have, and they all voted. Um, I believe it was what was the percentage? You know the percentage, uh, Tony? I, I they I have. I know it. over 300 people were in the Zoom. Uh, I think it was like 200 to like 90 or something like that. It was in, or even less than that. I don't. I think only like. 
I'm not sure. I think it was like 70, 80 well, people per, voted. 27% said no, and about 80-something right. percent said yes. And we are now going the process of selling uh, 3421 Reveal uh, to the uh, people next door, which is Silver Cup Studio. They've been wanting to buy our property for the longest time. That property is a shithole. I mean, the carpets look like it's cum stained. Like they had a Whoa. party. It's cum stains all over that damn shit. That's just it, it, it's nasty. It's nasty. Uh, and and we, you know, the business agents. We got to share offices. I felt like I was back, back in the days when you had to share a room with all your brothers and sisters. And you know, that's the room that you were in, and that's the room you sleep. Okay. Okay, we everything. get it. We get it. We get it. You know, so announcement, another announcement. Well, thank fuck, you. Fuck, I'm happy fuck. that you're selling the shithole. So anyway, it is, a, nice it is a shithole, and I and I and I and it is. It needs to be sold. I'm excited. I'm excited for us. And also uh, for the part timers. First of all, why are you cutting me off? Wait a minute. I'm not even. Also for the part timers, right. we're having another Here we Breakfast go. Club meeting. Breakfast Club West Islip, May 26th. All right, he's on mute. <laughs> See, I could do that. Go ahead, unmute yourself. I was only telling them that I could do that. <laughs> you have the power of mute. <laughs> West Eye Slip Firehouse. We're going to be having all the part-timers come out. And uh, full-timers are welcome, too. Um, at May 22nd at 10 a.m., 127 Watts Place, West Islip, New York, uh, 11795. If you're not doing anything, come on out. We're trying to make sure that the part-timers understand that they're not being left behind. We want to hear what you have to say. What is it you want out of negotiations in the next coming contract? What do you guys want? Come and get some education on your rights as inside workers. And we'll talk a little bit also about organizing and how we can help organize our workplace and organize other shops. So please, yes, please come so through. it's 8 p.m. and now the show has become, you know, it's it's long enough. And and uh, oh, I want to thank already. I want to thank you. Listen, yeah. don't you want to spend time with your family? I know you I do. Out, you I do, do, right? So come on. It's been a long day for me. You know, it's it's, it's solidarity. It's, stay united. It's We're here been, to put the you back in. Look at his motherfucker is gonna take over the show, isn't he? So anyway, <laughs> so. Uh, this is late no. for me. I'm like past my bedtime, and I'm fucking like yawning right now. And but it, we had to do it because uh, Tony uh, is, is is out there doing some crazy Amazon shit, rah rah rah, and he's doing it for the cause of you know trying to organize everything. We understand what he's doing. He's been busy, busy, busy. I don't even know why he has time for this fucking show. Uh, but it is what it is. I want to thank Dean Thor's uh, Dean Thong. Dong. Dean Doss. Dean Doss. <laughs> Tow truck. Thank you so much for being on I the said show. Dean, I said Thank Dean you for joining us. Dong. Thank you, guys. Jamie Holligan. Look, Patrick Machus just showed his face. Patrick. Oh, that was Patrick. All right. What's up, Patrick? And Phil for David Allen. And thanking everyone, uh, Dave. Uh, for getting on and uh, talking about some OJSs and some falsification. Listen, guys, it's serious. Uh, when we talk about educating you guys and some things that uh, are out there right now, you might not be uh, being OJS right now, but you will be at one point. So at least with these uh, platforms, with Dave Hub and uh, the Media Hub and all those uh, places out there that have you know education and try to advise you, 
for a better so you can be prepared when you go out on OJS or if you're thinking if you're in doubt if you're ever in doubt of sheeting a package call your shop steward and supervisor don't mm-hmm. sheet it and take it upon yourself if you're in doubt of doing you don't know if you're doing it wrong or doing it right call someone let someone guide you to do it right the right way because if you take right. that position and you make your own decision it's going to probably be the your your career because you cheated it at it because you just wanted to get away from it and you just wanted to leave so be careful out there if you have any questions of as far as uh any doubts that you have in cheating a package and doing your job just talk call to union rep. yeah talk to a union rep talk to your supervisor talk to somebody so you can make the right moves and with that said, I want to thank everyone for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Don't forget, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Pay, Google Play, Spotify. There's a hundred different ways to listen. Facebook Live and coming soon, a YouTube channel. We're going to start recording these, dropping them onto a YouTube channel. Right, heck, we're going to get that done. So you'll be able to watch our shows or listen to them on, on YouTube on your ear while you're working any way you want we're coming at you from all different angles with all the members here from around the country members from local 804 hopefully on our next show we'll have some amazon employees speaking about the organizing efforts over at jfk8 and dnj and dlj5 and we'll be talking about organizing in general thank you very much for listening and as always stay united solidarity and send your emails in to get this t-shirt don't forget Yes. Talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Have a good Sunday night. Bye-bye. Radio every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes. Union Power Radio every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.